Thanks for staying with me. All right. Remember, you can get my show and all the other shows here on My Talk 1071. You can go to my show page at MyTalk1071.com and you can catch all my past shows. All right. Let's see. How do you make a fire with two sticks? Um, I am not sure. Make sure one is a match. There you go. <laughs> Gotta give you the rim shot. There you go. There you go. Okay. Got a question? Give a holler. 651-641-1071. Who's up next? Um, we have Gail um, with a question about skin allergies. Okay. Sounds good. Hi, Gail. How you doing? Okay, no, I can't hear you very well. Okay. Now talk, Gail. Okay. Um, Gail dropped off, so if she oh. wants to call back oh, on. Oh, she hung yeah. for so long. There you go. There Gail, you go. call back if you're there. Oh, yeah, please. Uh, every once in a while, the board goes goofy, and so please. Poor Gail, she hung on for so long, and then <laughs> she gets her chat. There she goes. So, Gail Aller, 651-641-1071. All right. Uh, I think I think she called back. I think she called back. Uh, if you want to, I know a lot of people don't read anymore, but hopefully they will. If you have a shy dog or a fearful dog, you need to read the book "Rescue Your Dog from Fear" by Swagger S W A G E R. It's the best book because it rocks you through every type and understand how the dog sees it. Because that's the thing is humans do what they think they should be done, and usually what we do is we coddle is what we do, right? And so the whole thing is, is that uh, we don't want to coddle what the dog is, is scared. we got to build that dog's confidence. And so that's what you want to do is uh, rescue your dog from fear by Swagger, S-W-A-G-E-R. And then also give me a call to Katie's Canine so that I can work with you and the dog and help you move forward. And it's going to be baby steps. It's not going to be do this thing for two weeks and you got a, the perfect dog. Remember, I always tell the story with my Ethel, my two pound, three pounder. It took me two years to gain her trust. And so, like I said, it's a, it's a long, especially when you get rescue dogs, you know, from um, from um, uh, puppy mills, from auctions, things like that. They don't know the, the human kindness that they usually have had a bad time. So you've got to win that. Remember, dogs do things for us out of trust and respect. And that's by going as slow, earning that trust and that respect. Okay, did Gail get back? Oh, she's on the line. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it, you know, the phones, it's just, that's just the way it is. Okay. And then another book, you know, for you guys to read is called People Training for Good Dogs. People Training for Good Dogs by Berryman, B-E-R-R-Y-M-A-N. Because that will help you understand how a dog thinks. And remember what I said, a dog talks to us through their, how they hold their head, their ears, their tails, their eyes, their whole body. And there's a good book for that one if you really want to learn how to read a dog. It's called Canine Body Language. Canine Body Language by Aloff. A-L-O-F-F. Okay, now we're uh, ready for Gail. Okay, there we go. Okay, Gail. I know. I'm there. boring. Oh, I'm so sorry that you held on for all that time and then you got dumped. <laughs> the multi-mixed, I can't even tell you how many. And she's going to be two in July. Okay. But she has a skin allergy that just occurred about a year ago. Okay. And we had some pills given to her by a vet. Lovely people. Mm-hmm. And we moved down to the cities. And now tomorrow morning, she's she's going to have to get some kind of injections because it doesn't stop her itching. Okay. It's so painful yep. to watch. 
Okay. And it's gotten to the point where she's got little bloody issues going on because all she does is scratch herself. Okay. So tell me about that one. Okay. First of all, what are you feeding? Farmer's dog. Okay. I would take, when a dog is just broke, their system usually is caused by over vaccinations. Is that because when you vaccinate a human or dog or anything, it, it pokes at the immune system. And when you keep um, poking the immune system, it goes haywire. And guess what happens? You get allergies. So the first thing I would do is I would stop. Well, she already had them anyway. Say so. again. What? No, she already had them anyway. And that's why. I got the antibiotic pills, which didn't seem, they were a, a Band-Aid, like the cheapest one you would buy at Walmart. Yeah. That's what it Okay, but was. see, what I'm trying to explain to you is over-vaccinations has caused your dog's system to go nuts with the allergies, okay? So first of all, I would stop, I'm not a vet, but I'm, this is what I would do if it was my dog. No more vaccinations of any kind. No flea and tick chemicals. No heartworm chemicals. you got to air what? this dog. You've done it. What? I've already done it. Well, already, well have a tick things out here. Okay, I, mean, you don't I know, but see, you're, you're you're perpetuating the problem, you know. And so the whole mm-hmm. thing is, is I would change the dog's diet to a total raw diet. I wouldn't use any processed dogs' what's food whatsoever. The system has to be aired out, and not by probiotics, digestive enzymes that will help. But you need to restructure the dog's food and try to build the dog's immunities and so that the the, the, um, allergies can be minimized, all right? And so that's why it it takes, remember the allergies is a malfunction of the immune system. And so that's why by when we poke them with vaccinations and flea and tick uh, stuff and heartworm stuff, a lot of dogs, it blows up. And some dogs get autoimmune disease from it too. And so what you've got to do is reprogram yourself and then redo a new program for the dog to repair what's broke okay and so that's why you need to do your due diligence and do some reading um uh you like the two websites that i just mentioned uh dogsnaturallymagazine.com go to that and look up allergies and dogs go to the healthypets.mercola.com and put in allergies and dogs Uh, a lot of times uh, people have once they go to the raw by adding like collagen uh uh, not collagen collagen colostrum the colostrum can repair a lot and so there's powdered good colostrum out there so there's so much for you to know before you start just sticking this dog with this that and the other thing and i understand well, what you're I'm not just sticking her with stuff, well no but... no i mean but you're going tomorrow in for an allergy shot okay i understand yeah. watching your dog you know itch that's terrible i get it and so the thing is is that some dog people or some vets will use a steroid shot which would calm down this you know the uh, the itching quite a bit and so but the whole thing is you need to sit down and do a new program for the dog to start repairing it and so that's why like i say i would do the the raw i would start and go to those two websites that i gave you they're very upstanding websites just not anybody talking about anything and the thing yep. is, is that, and then you decide what are you going to do, okay, instead of always, you know, be poking the dog with this, that, and the other thing, all right? Because it all comes down to diet. Well, she took, like, pills for, like, eight months, mm-hmm. and then they didn't, it was, like I said, it was like a really bad Band-Aid from Walmart. Yep. And it didn't really work that well. Yeah. And so now I'm done with the pills with her, and she just, I mean, it's so hard to watch. Well, I know, but now, no, wait a minute. Now you weren't listening. Then I gave you a, I gave you a plan. 
Okay, yeah. so you can either take that plan and go with it, or you can decide what you want to do. Because the whole no, thing no, is I, no, I get it. I get it yeah, it, it I comes it. down to just what we feed our dogs, and when they get really broken, we got to stop all the chemicals. It's really important because the ele- what's wrong with farmer's dog? I thought it was being really cool getting it. It's a processed food. Okay, it's about fifty percent carbs. Farmer's dog is a good dog food. I, I like it. I love Nutrisource, yeah. But when a dog is broke, you need to pull out the big guns to repair. And that's getting off of all processed food. And it's, and you go natural, total natural. And there's another website called primalpooch.com that can help you too. Go total natural raw. So like but I, I don't s- know if it's just food. Maybe she just has an allergy. <laughs> it's like anybody else. It's like you could have an allergy and people go, oh, you're not eating anything right. And then it turns out you just have one anyway. No, it's a, it's called, it starts from when we're born and we're plugged with tons of vaccinations, okay? That's what makes our system. I'm not questioning you. I'm yeah, just trying yeah, to. But I'm just saying that it starts from the beginning in both the you know, human world and the animal world. And so, like I say, you can turn things and make things better by you know improving the d- digestive system because 85% of our immune system is in our digestive system, in both dogs and cat, our dogs and humans. And so we got to make ourselves more healthy so our body can repair itself and we can get better okay and that's the same thing in the dog's world and so that's why by going you know getting off of you know a processed food and you know, like i said it's a good food but the thing is is it not for your dog because your dog is broke right now and so you've got to go outside the box and you've got to create a program for your dog okay i'm just going to tell you hmm. she absolutely loves the kitties i have they're like best friends. Fun. You know, you just want to, you know, she's like Pitbull, Lab, Husky. Mm-hmm. She's like everything. Cause I rescued her, okay. had her for almost two years. Okay. And I've never seen, a, well, I've had three other dogs before this, but she just loves everybody. Oh, that's so fun. Well, now, now let's get her and healthy, okay? It's really uh, hard to watch her. Like, I know, but now I gave you a plan, so go for it. We got to run the break, okay? Okay, let's see. Why? Let's see. Where are we at? Um, what is at the end of everything? What is at the end of everything? We'll be back. Hello. All right. What is at the end of everything? What? What is it? I don't know. The letter G. Um, what is at the end of everything? The letter G. There we go. We got her. We got her. Okay, who's up next? Um, we have Terry with a question about puppies. Okay, hi Terry. Yes. How you doing? Good. Good. So, what would you like to know? What question? Well, I a little bit of advice on puppies. Okay. The first one is is I have a ten week old puppy. Great little boy, but man. It takes a toll on your shins and your hands and the back of your legs. You got that um, right. pretty good with me, but like with um, visitors and everything, and those sharp teeth are terrible. So what is your best advice on getting him to, you know, back off or not do that? How, uh, what kind of pup? He's an a English Springer Spaniel. A Springer, okay. So we got trouble in the lines. Can you do me a favor and call back so we can use a different line? Because you're cracking sure. up, okay? So, okay. Call, so hang up, that. call back, Thank okay? You. Thank uh-huh. you. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Okay. Yeah, that line, we got to block that somehow. 
Okay, so the um, puppy yes, there we go. Uh, I can't remember how I think she said ten. But uh, the main thing with puppies, you know, they got those needle teeth, all right. And so the thing is, is that uh, they start losing their uh, their teeth about four, four and a half months. And so what happens is that um, they can shred your skin and your socks and everything quite a bit. <laughs> and so that's why what we got to do is you got to teach the dog words and what they mean. Now when they were with mom. All right, and um, they were hanging off of Ma's face, her tail, her butt. You've always, you've probably heard me this before. You know what you got to do is you got to give a growl because now if if uh, the pup was hanging off of Ma's ear or whatever type thing, what would happen is that Ma would give a deep growl like you know get off my face. And if the pup didn't listen, Ma would quick pull out, come around the neck of the dog and grab with the teeth and squeeze, and the pup would yelp like I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, Ma would slowly let go over grip. Pup would slowly back off. A little bit later, the pup would walk, come up, like, still ticked. Mom would give a growl. Arr, oh, stay away from mom. Mom's still ticked. So the pups learned at an early age, if they listen to mom growl, the correction doesn't come. Okay, we got her back? Yes, we do. Okay, put her back on. It was Terry, right? Yep, yeah. Terry's on. Okay, there you go. Thank you, kiddo. Okay, and so now, I don't know if you had a chance at listening, but the whole the thing is, is that, now, did you say the 10-week-old Springer? Ten week old. Okay, yep. Yeah. Okay. So what's good? You got to do is get yourself a, a spray bottle. Okay. Yep, fill, fill, I heard that earlier. Okay. okay. Set it on stream. Okay. And then we'll carry it with you at first. And what you're going to do? Let's say when the pup goes after your feet, give a growl. Yep. Ah. And then as it's going after your feet, blast her in the face in the face with the water, and then go no bite. Or I mean, leave it. Use the word leave it. Ah, blast. Okay. Leave it. And as soon as the pup okay. backs off, just call me and say thank you. You don't have to pet him. Just verbally say thank you. Okay, that spray bottle, if the dog is barking, it's ah, blast, quiet. And then when okay. he does, when he quiets, oh, very nice. If he's nipping at you on your arms and such like that, is ah, blast, no bite. As soon as he backs off, then thank you. Now, if it looks like his mouth is going to open, like he's going to grab your arm or whatever, give him a ah, 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 ah. Leave it. Or, ah, try to get him before he actually, his mouth gets to your arm or gets to your feet, okay? Okay, yep. So yep. what you want to do... And the same thing, like, with, you know, with guests, when they come over, if he goes after him, hopefully he'll learn enough by me saying, ah, ah, you know, no bite. Right, but now you are the mom. You have to... Yep. You have to... Put, sit up the situation. Don't let the pup run and greet the guests. He hasn't earned that right yet. You are okay. in charge of the dog. The dog is on a leash with you. So you have control of the situation. And so okay. what happens is that now when the guests come in, tell everybody leave the dog alone. They don't look at the dog or anything at the door. Okay, then they come in. You have them sitting, let's say, on the deck. Okay, now you're going to teach the dog their invisible dog where you would sit, take the bulk of the leash and sit, uh, put it on your chair and sit on it. Then take your hand and put it on your wrist and put that in your lap. And just relax. Don't look at the dog. Don't touch the dog. Just ignore the dog. You don't own a dog. You want to teach the dog to calm themselves down by themselves without any help from you. So what you're going to do this is you're going to start practicing this every day, three times a day, four times a day. Sit on the leash and ignore the dog. Don't look. Don't touch. Don't do anything. So you want the dog to learn to just calm themselves down. Okay, now now he's learning that. He's calming down quicker and quicker. Remember, don't look at him. Don't touch him. Don't pet him. Don't do anything. If the dog tries to come up into your on your leg, your, you know, whatever. Turn your head sideways because the side profile is a calming signal. Extend your arm out and give him a bump. Don't push. It's a bump and give a growl. Ah. Okay, so then that's going to bump him off your knees, all right? 
turned sideways. Yeah. Okay, so now what we're after is that finally he realizes by poking at you, gets him nothing. And pretty soon he's sitting, and pretty soon he's laying. He's learning to calm himself down. So you got want to sit on the, just a plain collar. You don't need a training collar with this. Okay, and then just sit on the leash. And then you've got a minute, got five minutes, got 15 minutes, got a half hour. Sit on the leash and ignore him. Don't look at him. Don't touch him. So now the company came in. You're sitting around the, the deck. Okay, you, you put the leash on the chair, and you, you pull it back a little bit so the pup can't get to anybody. And so now he's getting used to the sounds and the smells of the people that just came. Once he finally lays down and you can see he's calm, don't take the leash off. Just get off the leash and let him go say his how-dos. But this is where you got to teach humans, don't rev the dog up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, aren't you yeah. cute? Look at you. <laughs> they should give yeah. him little scooches on the side of the face, under the chin, or in the chest. That will keep him calm. If you start petting him on the head, there's so much action you know, on his head that he's going to start grabbing for the hands with those needle teeth. Okay, but yep. if you give him a scooch at the side of the face or under the chin or in the chest where the V is, that's a calming to the dog. So that's going to okay. give you a one or two finger scooch is what you want. So you want to teach a dog to calm themselves down by themselves. Teach people around him not to rev up with a puppy. You never, ever play tug of war and you don't, uh, you don't play any wrestling games. And the reason you don't want to, you want, you don't want to teach the pup to be a, a rough dog, adult dog. Okay, it's just like in the human's world, you know, if a, um, if a dad overplays with a with a child, oh, come on, don't be a Nancy, you know, come on, be rough and tough. <laughs> okay, well, then that's what the kid was taught. Now, you all of a sudden, you're getting a call from the school. So, you know what, yeah. your kid's a bully on the playground. Well, that's what he was taught when he was young. And so that's okay. what he's going to go forward and do. So what is really important with puppies, all puppies, no matter what size they are, what breed they are, no rough and tumble games, no tug of war. And then if you're going to have him fetch, you lob something, you don't whip it. You just lob it and then teach him to go out and pick it up and bring it back. But you don't want him going 100 miles an hour down and 100 miles back because their joints don't seal until two years old. And it, it creates early arthritic dogs. And it mm-hmm. also cr- creates a compulsive disorder. So what you want to do okay. is you throw it once and stop, twice and stop, no more than three times at one time. And you always change the object that the dog goes gets all right okay yeah okay how's potty training going good really good 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 yeah and where he's doing great where does he sleep the only thing i was going to ask you is do you talk about a leash Mm -hmm. so you are you recommending a leash even inside the house you bet you bet. Let him drag a leash around because then you got something to step on in case he wants to play catch me at the gang. You know, he grabs okay. a sock and away he goes. Don't go after the dog. Just go step on the leash like, where are you going? You know, so oh. you, so you got control of the situation. You just want a nylon leash, not a leather one because leather is just a six-foot rawhide chew. Okay. Oh, and so we okay. just want a nylon one. Then if he does chew it, if he starts to chew it, take that spray bottle, blast him. Ah, leave it. Because at okay. first he doesn't know he doesn't he after a while it's kind of as a tire he'll get used to it and won't chew on it as much and those needle teeth can go through things like real fast. <laughs> Tell me about it. I've had more band aids than. But my other question would be is okay. So the fun part becomes in about a month I'm going to get another one, okay. a brand new puppy. Okay, and why? So because I I I um well. I had an old dog. We had two old dogs that had the same bloodlines. This is their last litter they're going to have. Okay. And I really wanted those bloodlines. The dogs were awesome. Okay. And so there's going to be puppies ready at the end of July. Okay. So I said, you know what? Yeah, I'll take one. Okay. So 
should I, you know. That puts a whole new dynamics in the household now. Because you don't want the puppies to bond to each other. You want them to bond to the humans in the house. Okay, so they take. I've I've read a lot about separate kennels, separate walks. You bet. And so that that's 99. Can you hold on? we got to run to break. So can you hold on? Because this is interesting. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, hold on. Okay. Why is tennis such a loud game? Why is tennis such a loud game? We'll be back. All right, thanks for tuning in to the KDK9 Show. Don't forget to check my show page out, mytalk1071.com. Catch my podcast. And then also, um, uh, Ellie and Lexi, and uh, you know, they, each week they put something up there that will make you smile, want to pass on. So just go check my show page out. Okay, why is tennis such a loud game? Uh, why? Because each player raises a racket. Because each player raises a racket. Ding, ding. There you go. Okay. Okay, we're going to go back to Terry and where she's got Springer Pops. Are you there, Terry? Yes. All right. And so now the biggest thing, okay, so you read that. You get separate separate kennels, separate walks, separate car rides. They can come together a couple times a day and play, obviously. Uh, if you, It depends on how many humans you have in the house. How, how many humans are in the house? Oh, no. Sorry, she has to call back. Yeah. I'm trying to fix that second line and it's not yeah don't think with them we're talking don't think with it when we're talking to somebody (laughs) okay so terry go all back the poor gal (laughs) but uh yeah so it is what it is uh well we're waiting for terry to call back so give a holler uh the big thing is is that uh some people want to send their dogs out to be trained and that's a big no-no, folks, in my book. Because as you know, that if any of you guys have taken my classes, I tell you I tell you the secret of a dog trainer. We are not a dog trainer. We are a people trainer. And the thing is, by sending your dog out to be trained, the big thing is, is that they are bonding with it. They are setting the rules. The dog is learning to work for them. You can't just program a dog and then, you know, and then they go program it for you and then you get it home and you just follow the cues. No, it's building a true relationships with your dogs. And what really sends me over the edge is when, um, People send puppies to puppy boot camp drives me insane because now remember, this is a business in, you know, whereas they have got other dogs to work. They're not just working your dog. Right. So they might in one day. I don't know for sure. I'm just I'm guessing as a trainer and working dogs before, you know, that uh, never mind. But anyway, so the thing is, is that they might spend an hour and a half, maybe two hours a day with your dog. Okay. Otherwise, the dog is either running around with other dogs or he's but as far as laying groundwork and rules. And so the thing is, is that you have to be trained to train your dog. And if you want to send them out, you know, the thing is, is that then you're especially at a puppy that you that the bonding is going with that trainer, not with you. Puppyhood is so important to spend time with this human pack to build a good bond. But anyway, so I'm hugely against sending dogs out to be to be trained to boot camp or whatever. And the thing is, is that you need to to go through training. Katie's canine, nice. Okay, we got Terry back. Try yes, it again. Yes. Terry, I appreciate your patience. <laughs> good, okay. good gravy. Okay, so now the thing is, is that, uh, yeah. And so now what was your question? About the two dogs, two kennels. Yeah. And, okay, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The, how many, I really need to be aware of. Right. How many humans are in your, how many humans in your house? 
Just two. Okay, good. So then what you're going to do is put a leash on both of them. You're going to have one hooked to you for, a, you know, like for a couple, an hour or 15 minutes when yep. you get when you hear there. And then the other pup is going to be hooked to the other human. And then you switch. <laughs> okay. And so okay. the dogs spend individual time with each one of you. And then where they're learning to bond to the humans and not each other. And then okay. now let's say they're playing. Okay. And let's say a couple of weeks has gone by, maybe three weeks or whatever. Let's say the pups are playing, and when you come into the room, when the human enters the room and say, hi, buddies, they should drop what they're doing and come immediately to you and vie for your attention. No, look at me. No, look at me. No, look at me. No, look at me. But if they just come in and say hi and then turn around and go, you know, go back and play, wrong. Okay, they're yeah. not they're not acknowledging you yet. Not, you haven't created the bond. So then mm-hmm. then you just put them back on leashes <laughs> and then yep. they're with the human parts. Or let's say you're going to be upstairs and somebody else is going to be downstairs. The pup can be free, you know, dragging the leash yep. around or whatever. But the whole thing is, is what's really important is to get the dogs to bond to you and not to each other. Okay. Yep. And then okay. just obviously, you know, the potty training thing and then, you know, walking on the leash and just set up your manners so that the okay. dog is looking to you for direction. But it's double okay. the fun. But it's also double the trouble. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, one don't think of, the other one will. But the biggest concern that I, I want the dogs to be bonded to the humans, and the, and so you want to make sure for the first for first five months at least that you really are mindful and creating where they can be best friends, but they're not bonded to each other. They're bonded to you. Okay. Yep, they're not dependent on each other. And you're going to have them in a kennel, like on one on one side of the bed and one on the other side of the bed, you know, when they're young. So because that's part of the bonding process is be, even though no words are being, but they're getting used to your smells, your sounds and stuff like that. And then when mm-hmm. they're about four and a half, five months, then you can start putting them to wherever you want. We don't want them in your bedroom. Okay. But they need to be in the kennel. Now, how does the dog, is the pup sleeping through the night? Well, well, here's the, he sleeps from day one. I brought him in bed and he is fantastic. You know, um, we... Initially, about 3 o'clock, just woke him up, took him outside, don't talk to him, um, don't, you know, the lights are dim, we put him right back into bed with us, I don't, I don't do anything, and he goes right back to sleep. Okay, first of all, there's two big things wrong with this. Number one, okay. you never wake a puppy up, they wake you up. Don't set a schedule, let them yep. set the schedule. Number two, yep. get him out of your bed and into a kennel next to your bed. Because when you get that second pup, you're not, it, it's going to become a, a crap show. Because the thing is, okay. is that you've got to, you, you know, I understand sleeping with the, that's, that can be a right later where everybody can sleep in the same bed. But at the beginning yep. here, you've got to create who is number one and who's number two. You know, who, who is the leader? You are. Leaders are above the rest of the pack. By being in bed with you, that gives them equal rights to you and not a hierarchy. All right. And then okay. the pup has to learn to be in a kennel, especially when you're going to be, you know, have two of you, you know, I mean, two, two pups, mm-hmm. boy, mm-hmm. your house is going to just get wrecked if you don't have them calmly in a kennel so that at least mm-hmm. you can take a breather. They can take a breather and, you know, feed them in the kennel, pop them in the kennel two, three times a day, throw a treat in there, just a tiny one. And say mm-hmm. kennel, and whether you have a, one kennel for the ba- uh, bedroom and one kennel for the you know like the main part of the room, however mm-hmm. you want to work that. But it, you have to get them acclimated to a kennel because getting two pups at a time like this, you're it's going to be insane if you don't have control. Mm-hmm. And the only way you're going to get control is by getting them kennel trained. And I okay. like the I like the plastic ones. I don't like the kennel ones. I mean the wire ones. The wire ones yep. are very noisy. 
Okay. Yep. And so then what happens is that it, you know, the dogs can hear 300 times better than we can. And so every time they tin, you know, they move their tinny and it kind of blah. So I like the plastic ones better than the, the, and it's more denning feeling. People will put, you know, like a towel over it. But the thing is, is it's still tinny. And then pretty eventually the pup pulls that through and eats it. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, how about this is, you know, um, with the one that's with us right now, mm-hmm. um, he he's with me almost 24-7 mm-hmm. and retired and whatever, mm-hmm. and he is listening pretty well. I mean, he really is. Mm-hmm. Um, if I kept him in the bed, but also, <laughs> you know, like kenneled him during the day, mm-hmm. um, fed him in, his, in the kennel and that kind of stuff, and then the new pup is goes in the kennel right away, would that still work? Well, from a trainer point of perspective, you're entitling the pup that's sleeping with you. He has not earned that right to be in bed, that hierarchy. Okay, so you might have a lot of more training problems with the one that's sleeping in your bed because he thinks okay. he's cool and you're he's equal to you. Okay, whereas okay. the other one will be kind of like, you know, more looking to you for direction, more into you because you created a hierarchy. You know what I mean? Whereas yep. you are a leader and, and you know what I mean? And that and like yep. I say, the goal is is that someday, yeah, once they you yep. know, they got their poop at a group, sure. they're listening, they're walking politely, they got manners. Now we can start sharing the bed. Okay, from that point okay. on. But I don't like it when puppies start out in bed because a lot of times down the road it really bites you in the butt. <laughs> Okay. So it could be a couple of rough nights or even a week as well, he transitions into that kennel. Not now. necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily. Not, you know, just start it during the day, throw him in kennel. Good job. Yeah. You know, sometimes you close the door, sometimes you don't. You close the door, go get a drink of water, come back, open the door, don't say anything. Never make a big deal about him going in or out, okay? And then yeah. put the kennel next to your bed, put him in there, maybe put a, a piece of your clothing in there so he can smell you. You know, he's close to you. If he whimpers a little bit, just tap the top of the kennel. Uh-uh, quiet. Okay, uh-uh. Quiet. Very nice. Very nice. You know, just be very calm, very steady. So you just try yeah. it and just kind of see. You know, but since you're retired, you can work a little bit with this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. Okay, Kitty, you take her and good luck. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Alrighty then. Why don't we go to break and then come back? And we got somebody else waiting in line. All right. Where are we at here? Okay. What two things can you not have for breakfast? What two things can you not have for breakfast? We'll be back. Hello. Winding down the hour. Okay, what two things can you not have for breakfast? Um, I'm not sure. Lunch and dinner. All right. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, once again, if you didn't hear at the top of the hour, you're, you just tuned in. I want to wish all the fathers out there happy. Happy Father's Day. And that's of two-legged kids and four-legged kids. And all to the moms that had to play both roles, both being mom and a dad. Happy Father's Day. There should be, well, how would you come up with a conglomerate mother between father and mother? But anyway, so the thing is, is that you were celebrated with both mom day and Father's Day. So that's awesome. And uh, and make sure you tell somebody that, you know, that oh, what an awesome dad they are. And, you know, whether it's two-legged or four-legged, because that's always good. Appreciation is always good. And as we know, with dads, I think, what did I show? Um, oh, it was on Sunday morning this morning. They did they did a ditty about dads. And then people that, oh, I'm not going to have kids. <laughs> but anyway, the, and all the, what's the, the norm for getting dad is a mug, a tie, 
food. <laughs> you know, it's all dogs and dads everywhere. You know, they get that. So, But the big thing is, you know what we all want, both moms and dads and grandma and grandpas, we just want your time to come and visit with us. Just to sit and you sit, share the memories, go through books, or just play a game. We just like your company. Please don't, you know, we don't need anything at this point of our life as we get older. But what we can't get back is time. And so the big thing is, is that give people your time. You know, that's priceless, okay? And I can tell you every grandma and grandpa and mom and dad would just, that'll be just oh, awesome. Okay, who's the last caller of the day? Uh, last caller, we have Annie, and she has a Yorkie and has some questions about it. All right. Hey, Annie, thanks for hanging on. What can I do for you? Well, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, you're more um, than welcome. I, um, we are a family of five. We have a two-year-old Yorkie Poodle. Okay. Who I'd like to put a little bit lower on the pack here. I'm the <laughs> alpha, then it goes my husband, and then my 18-year-old son. And I have twin daughters who he thinks is above them. Okay. And the lowest daughter on the totem pole is really struggling because they've all wanted a dog and all the dog stuff now has turned to me. So I have tried to train her to train him and it's just not working. So I was just wondering if there's anything I can do with him. Okay. You know, to show him that she... No, 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 no. Uh, Okay. Uh, How how many pounds is a dog? Not your daughter. Oh, Ten pounds? Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then now when you go for a walk with this dog, now how do you walk him? Does he walk on a loose lead? Does he scan in front of you? What's going on? Um, well, she's trying to, well, he walks in front. She tries to keep him on her side. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. But he now, turns into a little pup hole and does what he wants to do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because the reason why I asked that because it yeah. and little dogs are more uh, it happens to more often is because they're so little it's just easy to pick them up and move them along. Okay. And so first I wanted to see if there's any rules established by anybody. Okay. Because you can't te- tell a dog that you have to love this person too. It's all through what each person how they interact with the dog. Okay. What I'd strongly mm-hmm. suggest for for her. For now, is she scared of the dog, or is she just upset that the dog? Like, does the dog push on her, or is she just doesn't respond to her? Um, yeah, kind of all. I mean, they love the dog. They right. she oh, yeah. wants him to sit with her, and okay. he's, he's a cuddler, but not in your face cuddler. He'll curl up. Okay. Yeah. Um, and how old is feet. how old is your dog? Dog, not the dog, the daughter. <laughs> My daughters, uh, they're thirteen. Okay, thirteen. Well, congratulations on being having twins. Good gravy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what I would strongly recommend is I would recommend that you, she, you sign up for, uh, for an obedience class. You know, Katie's canine is really nice. Uh, or you yeah. could do a private class. Okay. But the thing is, is where it's just her and the dog. Okay, whereas maybe, mm-hmm. you know, not the, the other kids or anything right now. We want to work and let her become the teacher of you all, all right, and so that she can build a better bond with the dog. You know, whereas teach him to walk on a leash nice, to teach him a trick, to, to teach him to, to stay, to come. That's what's going to build a better uh, camaraderie between the two of them, where she's going to learn how to, um, see, remember, dogs don't do things for us out of love. They do things out of respect and trust that we've earned. All right. And so that's what we want to do is we want to get her in the role of leadership where the dog will start look gravitating to her looking for what are we going to do? 
All right. And so you could start out with just having uh, getting a good trick book. You know, 101 Dog Tricks by Sundance or look on uh, YouTube, all right, and say, you know, I need to, I want to teach dog tricks, show me some, you know. And mm-hmm. so whereas she just sits alone uh, with the dog, just her, everybody else is in another room or whatever type thing, and she starts working on between, you know, a relationship between the two of them. Right, but use your obedience is the best way to go for a walk politely. That's huge because when a dog walks in front, remember he's a leader, you're the peon. If you are ever in tow of your dog, the dog is leading the pack, not you. And so you don't have you don't he will give you things when he wants to, but not when it's needed. <laughs> okay, and then like we I was explaining earlier, he who goes through the door first is a leader. He who goes through second yeah, is a peon. Mm-hmm. Yep, and so that's what the, things like that. Whereas you want her to learn to work. For not hugs and kisses doesn't build a relationship, okay? But asking the dog to look to you for direction, that builds a relationship where now she's going to get a response. He's going to want to hang out with her more because she's becoming his human because they're starting to work as a team, okay? So you can start with something as simple as, you know, you know, having her sit by herself, you know, with the dog and teaching him a trick, have him on a leash so he can't run away and say, hey, 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 we're going to work on this. But obedience mm-hmm. would really be a huge thing here where that, like I say, going through the doors, going for a walk where the dog is, there's consequences. And that's how dogs learn. And that's how they build respect and trust is through consequences. Okay. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been trying to give her my, you know, I've we've been listening to you before we even got a dog. Oh, see, thank you. But see, now, <laughs> and, and, um, as a mom myself, too, my daughter didn't listen to me. But when you got other people saying the same thing that you said, they listen for some reason. <laughs> but, they, you know, when you right? tell her, like, well, why don't you do this? You know, she's like, mama. But if I told right. her, she'd be, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's usually the case. <laughs> yep. And so that's why, like I say, I would say, you know, either set up a private lesson, you have know, Katie's canines, um, and then we can work on just getting her. And just, let's say it's you, that daughter, and the dog. Okay, and so then that way there, then you guys can teach the other ones, and so you what well, you learn better when you have to teach it to somebody else. Okay, mm-hmm. and there's handouts sure. and such like that. But that's the whole thing is you got to start working on building that trust and respect, so the dog is looking to you for direction. And hugs and kisses doesn't do that. That just you know, okay, they'll take the hugs and kisses. Okay, now I got to go away and do something else. <laughs> right. Okay. Makes makes perfect sense. Okay. Do we have time for one more question? Sure. Me? Sure. Awesome. Um, so Sigmund, he loves to Sigmund, that's bark at anything that, what yeah. was that? Sigmund. Did you say Sigmund? That's his name, Sigmund? Sigmund, like a figment of your imagination. Oh, that is clever. That's good. Oh, I'm impressed. Okay, go ahead. Thank you. Okay. Um, well, his full name is Sir Sigmund Newton of the Prairie. <laughs> oh, good gravy. Okay. <laughs> good gravy. Um, Such a grand name. But, thank you. He barks at anything that moves outside, yep. whether it be a little beetle to a bird to mm-hmm. a squirrel. Yep. He's alarmist. Um, you know why? Because it all comes down to that you're not putting anything into his head. You're not teaching him things, giving him guidelines, giving him okay. um, teaching. Because when I got Gilligan, he was 10 pounds. He was a Yorkie Karen Terrier, okay? And okay. My, and he was, what, eight months old. And then my husband, you know, I... Oh, <laughs> I, I got him from Second Chance because uh, I was a foster. And anyway, and he came into the system because he whizzed on everything. 
Well, anyway, I had him for about two weeks, and I knew he wasn't going anywhere. I never laughed so much in my whole life. And so <laughs> I just kept telling my husband that, oh, no, he's not quite there yet. You know, he'll go up for adoption maybe in another couple of weeks. You know, <laughs> after about two months, my, he said, my husband said, yeah, he's not going anywhere, is he? I said, no, no. <laughs> but the biggest thing why he didn't want him, he says, I don't want any ankle-bitey, yappy thing running around the house. I said, he's not going to be. And he says, what do you mean he's not going? Every little dog's like that. And I said, yeah, when you don't train them, when you don't give them rules, and there's not consequences for their actions. I said, so we had him for about two months, and he was amazed that he, Gilligan wasn't an alarmist running from window to window, because we got a farm and a lot of stuff going on, right? No, he was just kind of like, hey, hi, how you doing? Because I, he walked in a leash nice. He came when he was called. He knew tricks. He was looking to me for direction. When I, if he was ready to, and that, yeah, if you knocked at the door, he bark. Okay, but then I see who it is, and I'm okay with it. Then his job is done. Quiet. And he just backed down. Okay, you got it. It's your for you. Go for it. And so that's the thing. Little dogs become alarmist because there's nothing going on in their head. And think of, think of it from their point of view. It's like land of the giants. You know, they see kneecaps, armpits, and boobs. Okay. And so what we got to do is got to you got to get them into their head. Show them that they can not be an alarmist by feeding the good stuff, walking on a leash, coming when called. You know, uh, uh, doing a good stay where you can put in a down stay in one room go into another room come back and the dog is right where you left him you know i mean things like that all build confidence and a confidence dog is not an alarmist and so that's why by adding you know but by doing obedience work and trick work and such like that you're not going to have a bark yappy dog but there's a consequence mm -hmm. now let's say like early in the show a gal was you know dog is barking at everything out the window okay so then you have your spray bottle filled with water set on stream and then you're going to have give him, you're going to teach him the word quiet. It's going to be ah a growl that gets his attention as he's barking blast and say quiet ah blast quiet. As soon as he quiets, okay. thank you, very nice. That was very nice. You don't don't say good boy or good girl. They get some all nutsy in the headsy. You want to just keep yeah. them calm and steady by calmly saying thank you or very nice. So then they're going to calm down. You got to be what you want the dog to be, which is calm mm -hmm. and relaxed and steady. But if you're always knock it out, bad dog, shame buddy, blah, 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 the dog is like <laughs> bring it on, let's go. You know, you're you're stirring the pot, and what we yeah. got to do is show them what we want, which is calmness and steadiness. Okay. Does okay. that make sense? Awesome. Okay. But that's the whole thing is that, you know, like in, input, input will make us, let you'll have a, and then plus there's a reaction to his action. Pretty soon you should be able to just say, quiet. And he's going to be like, got it. <laughs> you know, he's just, okay. and he's going to, you're going to see him have, be more confident and a lot less yappy. <laughs> okay. And have everybody do the spray bottle, not just me. Right. Anybody. Yep. Okay. As, yep. And they got to time it right. But the first five times is ah, blast, quiet. And then that the mm -hmm. sixth, seventh time is ah, quiet. If he doesn't quiet, now the blast comes quiet. Okay, because you want him to learn to listen to word so the correction doesn't come. Okay, does that make sense? What do I do when he's outside and we're like all outside together or something? <laughs> Have him on a leash you so know? you've got control of the situation. Don't let him run around and be barkety, barkety, barkety. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we got, I got to go. Thanks for the question, awesome. kiddo. Thank you for your time. You bet. Have, Have a great you. day. You bet. Thank you very much, Al, for listening. Appreciate it. Go to my my talk one zero seven one. Listen to the podcast. We had a lot of good information today. If you got questions, go, give me a holler up at Katie's Canine. You know, go through my website, which is on my show page. So anyway, so and thank you, Lex. You did excellent, and we'll see you all next week. Take care.